Every week we have a history segment. This week we are speaking with legislative assistant Derek Baranski, who also works for the Albany Riverfront Collaborative. We will chat with Derek about the history of I-787 and the Albany Riverfront Collaborative. Welcome, Derek. Thank you, David. Appreciate you having me on. Uh, you are the cur currently uh, New York State Legislative Assistant to the Office of Assemblywoman Helene Weinstein, and she chairs the Ways and Means Committee. That's a big work. You are educated in Arizona, and now back to wor work on a particular project, the Albany Riverfront Collaborative. What is that, and how did that spark your interest? Sure. Well, the Albany Riverfront Collaborative is a community-based organization that's um, really working to guide and facilitate conversations about the future of 787 and more broadly the city of Albany. And we're really not looking to be prescriptive, but we're looking to generate ideas, identify and work with stakeholders to unlock Albany's potential. With this project, we have the ability to unlock 92 acres of downtown property that's valuable for the people who live here, for people who are moving here. And we really want to work to turn what we see right now as a liability into an asset. So um, working with the collaborative, we're really working to, uh, again, just facilitate conversations and um, inspire people to reimagine 787. Last week, we spoke with David Hochfelder, who is working on a social history of the the area of the 98 acres area that was um, assumed by the state to put in the Empire Plaza. And he identified some of the values and purposes of, of that project. In, in a way, what the planners saw is what we get. And perhaps you can speak about their value system and the value system that the collaborative brings to the discussion today. Definitely. And I think it's important to understand that downtown Albany in the early 1960s was a very different place. What brought us 787 is really, really begins during World War II. In 1943, the city puts together a uh, post-war planning committee that in 1946, proposes a riverfront arterial along uh, the Hudson River where the Albany Basin sat at that time. On uh, the mid-50s, the basin with low river traffic, um, the Erie Canal used to originally feed into this area, uh, which was no longer utilized. So the basin is filled in, and you have essentially parking lots existing along the riverfront. So there's really not a lot going on down there at the time. And planners look at what's happening in the city from 1950 to 1960 the city's population declines by about uh, 5,000 people um, retail vacancy rates in 1962 are estimated to be about 16 percent of storefronts vacant um, six percent of non-residential property in the city is vacant so the city in the 1960s is really changing and what city officials and planners are noticing is that people are moving to suburbs, um, suburban shopping malls, parking shops, as they were called at the time, uh, like Westgate, Delaware Plaza, are really flourishing, and downtown shopping is really declining. Um, and, and more broadly, that's what brings us urban renewal, or questions about, well, how do we facilitate bringing people back into downtowns? And one of those 
ways to do that is to make it as easy and efficient for people to get in and out of cities as quickly as possible. I think in 1962, they estimated that in the central business district, which is downtown, uh, roughly 110,000 cars would pass through downtown, and only about 30,000 were actually stopping at downtown establishments. So a lot of people were using downtown streets to pass through the city as opposed to um, spending time here in the city. Um, that, with increased proliferation of automobiles, um, f at that time about 50% of people still took the bus downtown, but it was obvious that cars were really taking over by that time. So um, those were really the values, right? The city was seemingly at that time really declining, uh, which hadn't really happened before. So planners were really trying to figure out a way to reverse those changes. Could you speak about some of the proposed transportation routes that were rejected or not completed? Yes, yeah, so that's a good question. So what we have today mostly is a completed highway system that was envisioned around 1955, the sort of modern plan came into being. The major changes that we really don't see today are the mid-crosstown arterial, which would connect I-90 with the thruway. Um, there would be an interchange under Washington Park um, and that would connect to the South Mall Arterial that right now runs from 787 up to the Empire State Plaza, and where the Dunn Memorial Bridges would continue up to I-90. Um, so you really have this system that, again, was planned to facilitate movement as quickly as possible um, through downtown as opposed to going, um, going into it. And... The Mid-Crosstown Arterial is proposed, I believe it's first proposed in 1950, and by the 70s, um, funding dries up, which is really the only reason why it doesn't come to fruition. But um, this network, again, was supposed to solve the problem of cars simply just passing through the city and facilitate um, people who moved out of the city to come back into the city. <clears throat> Those initiatives were very top-down. The Riverfront Collaborative is seeking more grassroots, participatory, envisioning process for the future. Could you tell us about your processes and some of the visions that are emerging? Yes. Yeah, so we, in 2018, a study was released um, by CDTC. Um, I believe DO, there were a few partners that worked on it, but it indicated that the highway only had a usable lifespan, meaning that it would need major renovations in 15 to 20 years, and that was five years ago. So we really have five, we, 10 to 15 years of before major renovations are going to be, need to be done. And so that begs the question, well, are we going to sink all this money into an elevated highway that, again, doesn't really facilitate people coming into the city, but simply, uh, I, someone once said, uh, come into the city without getting any city on you, which I thought was um, interesting. It's a highway that runs into a parking structure. So we are trying to look at this from a perspective that we have a lot of time to really do a thorough analysis of what could happen. Um, Pat Fahey helped secure $5 million through the Department of Transportation to conduct a feasibility study, which will come out at some point during 2024. And 
So we have a lot of time to really make sure that we're doing a good job of identifying stakeholders, right? The people in the South End had no voice when the plaza was built. Um, the people who live there now have no say in its existence. And so let's give those people a voice. Let's consult with people who drive into the city. Um, let's allow them to be real participants in um, what's really fascinating urbanism. I think Albany is a really interesting city and uh, let's allow these people to uh, be participants instead of just bypassing it. We're drawing near to the end of our time. What are the three uh, projects that are emerging as possible futures for the area? You have the canal, the boulevard, and... Train, maybe? I don't know. Well, you can fill us in on that. Yeah. Sure. Uh, the Canalway is a project that um, really is looking at bringing the river into the city as opposed to bringing the city closer to the river. Um, I don't necessarily see... I think all of these are really good ideas, and I think what, what we've been stressing is that we're being very non-prescriptive, where we want to say, hey, this is a vision that could be what occurs, um, but let's get more information and see what's, what's feasible, what's not, and... Uh, let's work with everyone. I think any idea right now is a good idea. A lot of people say that they'd like to see light rail um, incorporated into some power, potentially the Troy, maybe um, encourage high-speed rail development along the Hudson Corridor down in New York City. So I think that, and that's what I think is good about our, um, our the work that we do is um, the collaborative is made up of many community, community members from different backgrounds, um, all working for the same thing to really do something good for uh, the city, good for the region. And uh, a quote I really like is of Jane Jacobs. She was an author who wrote The Death and Life of Great American Cities. She, she said, uh, quote, cities have the capability of providing something for everybody only because and only when they are created by everybody. That's beautiful. In the last 30 seconds, can you tell us where people, if they want to reach out to you to hear their voice be heard or can get more information, how can that be done? Sure. We are on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at the Albany Riverfront Collaborative. You can also go to our website and you can find information there at albanyriverfrontcollaborative.com. Thanks again, Derek. We hope to talk with you again in the future. For updates, uh, again, that's albanyriverfrontcollaborative.com.